Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 477th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined later by our ne- weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, in an amazing seventh heaven weekend, unlike any other before it, the most ever seventh games in history, my highlight of the week is the Boston Celtics beating down the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 7 here in Boston. And what will go down as... An all-time win in Celtic lore. And that's saying something when you look at Celtic lore. But, uh, you know, when you put it in the context of uh, the devastating Game 5 loss here in the Garden, uh, middle of last week, and then followed up by the Celtics going into Milwaukee to win Game 6, uh, and then following it up with yesterday's blowout of the Bucks, uh, just an amazing five days or so up here in Boston. Um, it was just remarkable. The town is on fire. It was certainly on fire, uh, for game seven and the nervousness watching game six up here was palpable. Uh, you know, everybody likes to believe, but it was, you know, it was a little hard to believe after the, uh, Celtics fell apart at the end of uh, Game 5. But Jason Tatum was, again, super. He's a superstar emerging into a top 10. He, if he, I think he's already there, a top 10 player, if not a top 5 player in the NBA. And uh, But yesterday it was Grant Williams who stole the show. He was 7 for 18 on three-point attempts. Uh most ever in a game seven, I think it was, the 18 attempts. And to his credit, he got off to a rough start, but he just kept shooting. And I got to assume that his coach uh, was telling him to do exactly that. And boy, once he got his touch in the third quarter, which, oh, by the way, was occurring when Jason Tatum was on the bench with foul trouble, uh, he he was money. Uh, got from a point early in the game where you, you almost didn't want him to shoot and didn't think he was going to make it to in the third quarter, you were basically saying, shoot, shoot, shoot. And he was hitting him and it's his career high, 27 points. Uh, that just speaks volumes to pull that off in a game seven to have your career high. is just nothing short of remarkable. He's a fascinating player. He gave Giannis all he can handle. 
defending Giannis and uh, uh, along with some others, they were uh, using everybody they could. Uh, but he's just a uh, a solid, bulky guy who can wear you out, and that leads into kind of my next point, which is they did wear him out in the end. Giannis was a one-man show throughout uh, the seven games, and he finally ran out of gas along with his teammates in the second half. Uh, Giannis certainly did not look like Giannis in the fourth quarter or the second half overall. I think he only had one bucket in the fourth quarter, and he himself said... uh, you know, after the game that shots he usually makes, he didn't. And <laughs> that's pretty simple, but it's, he hit the nail right on the head with that statement because that's exactly what was happening. Uh, and so it was just, uh, you know, quite a game yesterday. Everybody up here is excited. The Celtics are going to the Eastern Conference Finals to, verse, uh, to play the number one Eastern seed, Miami Heat. Uh, let's not forget the Heat beat them down in the bubble. I believe it was the Eastern Conference Finals down there, and uh, so the Celtics have a little payback in order, and uh, they just look like a really uh, solid team. Uh, emphasized on the word team, the Celtics. Their defense is incredible, and uh, everybody up here is hoping that Robert Williams comes back to add yet more length. Underneath to go along with Al Horford and Daniel Tice. And uh, that would make them potentially even more formidable. And they're going to need it uh, against Bam Adebayo and the rest of the Miami Heat. They're an excellent team, and it should just be a great series. My bizarre story of the week in another Game 7 was the utterly shocking no-show by the season-long best NBA team, the Phoenix Suns, and they were just uh, eviscerated at home by the Dallas Mavericks and, of course, Luka Doncic. They were down 30 at halftime. They were down over 40 at points in the second half, and I literally just couldn't believe what I was seeing along with the rest of the NBA world. Um, I like the Suns. I'm a big fan. I was... Would have loved to have seen them and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, and I'm happy with either team going on to the finals. They're both fun, exciting to watch, and let's not forget they were up 2-0 in this series. It was just looking like what they've done all year. I think they had 64 wins, easily the best in the NBA by a large margin, and to just see them, uh, you know, not look even close to the team that they were all year long. Uh, It was utterly stunning. Uh, The talk shows are going crazy. I even went on the Phoenix newspaper website, the Arizona Republican, last night to get the local take. It's not something I do all all that often, but I was so uh, in disbelief at what I was witnessing and had witnessed after the game that I just had to get the local take on it, and it wasn't pretty. Uh, The word that stands out is embarrassing. Uh, That's the word being used by uh, some columnists out in uh, Arizona. And perhaps my take-home will be uh, the booing. They were basically booed off the floor lustily uh, 
at halftime. This is a team that is adored out there, and with good reason, and have been adored all year long. And to see them booed off the floor, down 30 at halftime, uh, was uh, remarkable. And the stat that everybody's using, with good reason, it was stated as they were being booed off the floor at halftime, was, uh, you know, the Suns 27, Luka 27. <laughs> Meaning Luka Doncic had scored as many points alone himself as the uh, Suns as a team had scored at halftime. Uh, it just is a big-time re-emphasis of why you just never know what's going to happen in sports, period. Um, and that's why what makes sports great is just that simple. You really never know. And uh, last night was just the latest example of, uh, of the old adage. Well, my low light of the week wasn't all great up here in Boston. Um, my low light of the week was the Bruins losing, to, losing game seven. Uh, game seven, uh, can't say it enough. It was just a, the most game sevens in history. What else can you say in sports history? Both sports, hockey, basketball, just awesome. Anyway, the Bruins lost game seven to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, and the home team won each game in the series. Uh, both, all the wins by the home team were, you know, uh, significant in that, you, you know, they were, uh, the home teams really were, uh, the well-deserving team to win each of their home games. Uh, so there was a lot of trepidation and anxiety up here in Boston about, uh, going back to Carolina for game seven, despite a resounding game six victory as there was a resounding, you know, <laughs> games, uh, whatever, three and four up here in Boston and the same back in uh, Carolina. But, uh, yeah, they just uh, couldn't get it done. And so a lot of veterans on that team. It's going to be interesting to see, most notably, uh, what happens with Patrice Bergeron. Of course, there's Brad Marsh on. Um, so what's going to happen uh, with, you know, the Bruins going forward? That's a, a hot take up here, although they're – Sort of out of out of sight, out of mind here in Boston. It's all about the Celtics now, for sure. Uh, another fascinating overtime game seven was not the not that the Bruins game was overtime, but fascinating game seven was Pittsburgh Penguins losing to the uh, New York Rangers at the Garden, Madison Square Garden, that is, uh, last evening, and it felt like. The Penguins throughout the series had leads and just couldn't hold them. And in the end, they had a lead in this one and couldn't hold that one either and ultimately lost. And uh, just a bitter pill to swallow. I'm from western Pennsylvania, so i uh, like to see the Penguins advancing. Uh, did not happen. Um, and so now it's the New York Rangers moving on and the Penguins uh, at home for the rest of the year and spent a lot of time, spent the winter in Tampa area where the lightning, uh, Tampa Bay lightning, uh, they showed themselves to be exactly what they are, which is two time defending champions. 
and going for a historic three in a row. Hasn't been done in a long time in the NHL. And they came back, uh, you know, they won game seven. <laughs> There's that word again. Uh, won game seven yesterday up in Toronto, uh, or maybe it's Saturday, sorry. Is that, these game sevens are all running together. Saturday evening in Toronto, immediately following the Bruins lost to the Hurricanes. Anyway, um, and then uh, this was after winning in overtime when the Maple Leafs, the star-struck uh, Maple Leafs who haven't won a series in forever and hasn't, haven't won a Stanley Cup in even longer than forever, uh, star-crossed, to say the least. And the name that they were in control in Game Six in Tampa for a time, and it looked like wow, they're going to go in and beat the Lightning in Tampa Game Six and shed all these demons. Uh, but they couldn't hold the Lightning down. Really, a team with championship medal. Uh, the roster reads like an all-star, uh, like an all-star game for gosh sakes. And then uh, so they got. You know, the overtime win then, and then they got the, uh, the win up in Toronto on Saturday evening. And, you know, you know it almost felt to me like the, uh, you know, like the uh, fans in Toronto just felt it was a fait accompli. Anyway, so now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472-5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well joins us and A.P. how you doing today? Hey doing very well John thank you so much for having me. Well thank you as always for joining us and uh, in the previous segment I uh, talked exclusively about the record weekend of Game 7s, uh, most ever, uh, both NBA and NHL. Uh, but, as all of our listeners know, uh, we love our football, and uh, it sounds like you had some interesting football weekend, uh, I believe it was, and, you know... Uh, these days, AP, football's a year-round sport, and you're, you're experiencing better than most, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, it sure is, John, absolutely. And I had a chance to visit New Orleans Saints rookie camp on Saturday, and we spoke to Dennis Allen, the, the coach for um, the New Orleans Saints, and visit with some of those players. Uh, uh, specifically, we had a chance to to speak to the big offensive tackle from Northern Iowa that was taken in the first round, Trevor Penning. Right. Uh, he's about six, six, seven, six, eight, three hundred, three thirty. You know, but he, he's he was a great personality, and he's anxious and wants to play that left tackle position for the Saints, and looking forward to earning the starting role. That's great. Um, yeah, well, I, I think you need uh, to look no further than a couple of years ago with the Tampa Bay Bucks, And, uh, you know, Tristan Wirf was brought in from Iowa, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, not northern Iowa, Iowa, as in the Hawkeyes. And, uh, you know, he right. just ha- had an astounding, you know, rookie year and a great second year until he experienced his first injury. Uh and, uh, you know, he was a big reason they won that Super Bowl. He protected Tom Brady. What else can you say uh, in Brady's first year down there in Tampa? And uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's just a good example uh, beyond the Iowa connection of just using uh, just, you know, saying how important it is to have, you know, good offensive line to protect these quarterbacks. Uh 
and what a difference it can make. Um, and it sounds like the Saints have a good one, and that's what they would expect in the first round, too. Oh, yeah, John, it's, it's super important for a right-handed quarterback to feel confident in his left tackle. So they made that selection. That was their one of their choices in the first round. The other one, John, you remember the wide receiver from Ohio State, Chris Olave. Oh, so absolutely. We talked was... to him, him as well, and so he's 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 as advertised for uh, Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints. They're, of course, super happy to have him on the roster, and you know he can catch it. You know he's one of those California wide receivers that comes to the East. And if you sure. could play in Columbus, Ohio, you could definitely play in a dome. No doubt about that. Uh, uh, I would say ask Michael Thomas. <laughs> it's like you're on vacation. One. Right. Right. I, th- I think Ma- Michael Thomas would uh, testify to that, right? And he- he's an Ohio State grad, right? right? Yeah, they, they've got some a good, pretty good receiving core. And, yeah, Chris, uh, he was – you know, when you meet these players as rookies, uh, John, it's probably – interesting as they evolve with their interviews but both of those rookies they were glad to speak to the media and we were in the locker room with them and uh, watched them practice for about an hour yeah you know it's interesting AAP because you know to me Chris Olave was the headliner headline receiver as a Penn State fan you know when I would uh, watch Penn State versus Ohio State the guy I feared the past few years was Chris Olave he was the bigger name but yet at the end of the day as the draft, uh, you know, the draft Knicks started predicting the name Garrett Wilson, I believe it is, was going ahead of right. Chris Olave in everybody's poll. And in fact, it played out that way in the draft, if I remember correctly. And yeah, I, I was so, just surprised because yeah. Chris Olave was sort of the, the, the name recognition guy. But yet the NFL seemed more interested in uh, Garrett Wilson. So. Found it all very interesting because, again, as a Penn State fan, Chris Olave was the guy you were fearing, although they had a great receiving core across the board, as always. Right, right. I mean, and, John, that's a personal preference. Sometimes you could draft either one and yep. you, you'd probably be successful. But Correct. for whatever reason, one receiver fits your system. No doubt about it, AP. And, uh, you, you know, also to state the obvious, you know, many times a receiver in college, you know, he may not be the headliner, but he may be better suited to the NFL game. It happens all the time, especially with quarterbacks. And uh, and it plays out very often that way. And uh, But you said it perfectly, you know, they're both win-win. They're both going to have good NFL careers. I don't think anybody is doubting that. And at the end of the day, both were predicted to be first-rounders, uh, or thereabouts, and you, you know, so they're they're both terrific, and I'm sure the Saints are glad to have Chris Olave. And speaking of the Saints, fascinating news from Drew Brees. Uh, it's literally flashing up before me in uh, on ESPN, and where he put out a tweet, I believe it was, uh, that basically talked about his future where he kind of just casually said, you know, he may go back, may go back to NBC. He may play football again and he may play pickleball. <laughs> Maybe there's one other thing he may do too, but <laughs> you know, he, he just kind of threw in there. in there, but it's close, right? Yeah. Pickleball. It's funny. Uh, at my local gym that I go to, 
they've they have two basketball courts AP and they've uh, uh, you now use one of them for pickleball and I just come out of a winter in Florida AP where pickleball is trust me all the rage I know it is nationwide but in Florida it's uh, it's pickle pickleball mania is the word down there I mean leagues the whole bit um, everywhere uh, but anyway back to Drew Brees. Um, yeah, to, for him to just casually uh, throw that in there, may play football again, I think is the exact phrase. Uh, AP, we've seen a marquee unretiring, obviously, uh, with Tom Brady. And are we maybe looking at another unretiring? And I assume he would go back to the Saints, and I'm sure the Saints would be beyond thrilled to have him back. Yeah, you know, John, I just... I'm not sure the reason or the motivation he would make that statement. Uh, yeah, shocked because, me. Shocked everybody. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, yeah, there's news. plenty of money in the uh, broadcasting business, as we've we found out, right? <laughs> Tom Brady and 375 so, million worth, right? <laughs> right, right. So um, maybe he wants a raise. You know, to get I, up to Brady's I, number. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's he's already been in deep discussions, and he says, "All right, let's see if we can bump this up. What can I do? My only chip that I have left for the game is to make a statement about coming back to the to play football." So I, I don't Correct. know. And he got a big sum of money. It's just that that whatever sum he got, but I remember it was a pretty significant number, and deservedly yeah. so. Everybody likes Drew Brees. Uh, it, but, you know, obviously, whatever the number was for Breeze was utterly dwarfed right. by Brady's uh, blockbuster announcement. But uh, AP, uh, speaking of Brady and Tampa Bay in general, I'm sure they're not happy to see this news because let's just put it the way it is. The Saints and Drew Breeze have the Bucks number. They go down there and or yeah. up in the Dome and beat him on a regular basis, even with Brady. Like, it's crazy. Right, uh, right. Uh, yes, they own yes, wow. There is no other word. And uh, I think everybody in Tampa, I talked to a number of people who were breathing a bit of a sigh of relief that without Drew Brees, they probably weren't going to own him anymore. But maybe that'll change, AP. Right. That, that's a huge, it's a huge story. Um, but AP, I, I got to ask you this, though. I, you know, a lot of people were saying, and then there was some evidence, certainly to prove it, that you know Drew Brees had lost a lot of his arm power in the la- his last year or two on the field. He wasn't, you know, he just didn't have the zip that he used to have. Right, right. So, I mean, I don't know if the Saints would welcome him back, John. I just, you know, they they might want to move in down the road with a new coach and Jameis Winston as a quarterback or. In the coming years, uh, draft somebody else. I don't know. Oh, you make an interesting point, AP. You know, Jameis Winston, back to that Bucks thing again. Of course, former overall number one pick by the Bucks. Uh, didn't really work out there. They signed Brady. Jameis moves on. Uh, certainly has had, you know, it, it's been pretty positive, I'd say, in uh, New Orleans for Jameis. But it also appears that clearly the job is his. And so I would only say, AP, that, uh, you, you know, they could really, if they 
bring back to Drew Brees, I would think that would be pretty frustrating to Jameis Winston, who's been basically thinking the job is oh his for the past oh. number of months. Just so yeah, yeah, he yeah he cannot be happy with that announcement. No, no, that could be that could torpedo his future with the New Orleans Saints. Period. He, he sort of had it happen to him down in Tampa right. for it to happen to him again. And let's not forget AP that a lot of his, you know, uh, getting the turnovers out of his game and stuff like that to become such an improved quarterback, uh, at the NFL level is attributed to Sean Payton with good reason. So Sean Payton's no longer there. That's kind of hard to believe too. (laughs) And that's a good point. Drew Brees were packaged here. Right. Uh, right. Do the will so, Drew Brees yeah, I, automatically go back to the Saints? Maybe not. Sean Payton's no yeah. longer there. So right. it, it's and, a, John, a lot to chew yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And, John, when Drew Brees makes that statement, has he spoken to the Saints? I mean, or, is that, or he did not even speak to his former team and just put that out there for people to digest. And, I mean, there, it's, there's some complexities to him making that statement. Very much so, AP. It come out of nowhere. There is no other way to say it. Like, it just, you know, and it, the way it was just worded and sort of just dropped, like it was a casual tweet, but yet it's a seismic tweet in the world of the NFL, which is, of course, what he's known for. And uh, Right. So, yeah, it, it just bears a lot of watching, AP, um, you know, to say the least. Uh, you know, it'll be fascinating. Um. Yeah, and John, when you're thinking about potential teams, other teams, if he's able to separate from the Saints, most of the good teams already have an excellent quarterback. They do. They do. And that was, I think, sort of evidenced where, you know, just the way it all played out with free agency, the draft, you know, only one quarterback drafted by the Steelers. In the first round, uh, you know, so the need for quarterbacks wasn't there like it was in the past because, you know, even a serviceable quarterback coming out in the draft, serviceable to NFL scouts and front office people, would have been drafted in the first round. I mean, let's face it, quarterbacks are what everybody wants. Good quarterback can, you know, CEO of the franchise for a decade or more, and uh, that's what everybody's looking for at the end of the day, above all else. So yeah, so it's uh, it, it's just really intriguing. You said it perfectly, AP. Most of the spots have been filled. Um, in the same light, it, there are teams out there <laughs> that would find room for Drew Brees. Teams that feel they are close will make moves like that. They just will. Right. Oh yeah, they will, John. Like for instance, let's say you have a team. Um, I don't have one in mind particularly, but let's say they're very good on defense. Run, good running game, some potentially explosive wide receivers, but the quarterback position has not been stabilized. Correct. I mean, you know, Baltimore won a couple of Super Bowls with, with defense and an, an average quarterback. Is there a team around that you could think of offhand that fits that, that he would fit into that equation? Not offhand. I have to give that one some thought, AP. I really would. But, uh, you know, given what we just talked about, that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's not many spots open, if any, uh, for that matter. Right. And so no. I would need to really uh, think 
think that through. I'll, I'll consider it a homework assignment for next week's show. And uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's just, intriguing. Just, oh, yeah, John. If we if we just breeze through it, no pun intended, right? Just breeze through right. it. I mean, you, you look at you know Pittsburgh. They drafted a number one quarterback. Miami's got. Uh, to uh, the, the Patriots have Mac Jones, the Jets, Zach Wilson, um, the Raiders, Derek Carr, Kansas City, Mahomes. I mean, the Chargers, uh, uh, you know, they have their quarterback. The Rams, uh, Detroit has, has golf and uh, the Bears, um, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Cowboys, Zach uh, uh, Prescott, right? Yeah. Um, Broncos, uh, Russell mean, Wilson. I just can't come up with something really quick. Uh, I know a team. The, the Browns, traded. Browns traded for Watson, right? Huh? Yeah, hey, here's your team, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, right? Russell Wilson went to Denver. Correct. Seahawks have nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant Dak Prescott, not Zach. Dak Prescott, right. yeah. Seahawks, right. they need somebody possibly, right? There you go. Yeah. Pete Carroll, a man willing to make moves, to say the least. So, yeah, I could see yeah. that. Um, that could be, yeah. Yeah, they need a quarterback, and I think I've been sensing from some of the coverage that, you know, a lot of sort of frustration or waiting. Like, what are they waiting for? Are they, you know, yeah. are they saying they're not going to compete this year? I'm not even sure who their quarterback is. I, I, I'm pretty sure Geno Smith is there, but I'm unaware of who the others might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're mentioned in every quarterback. Right. You know, as the quarterback carousel every, every, goes, no one has landed there yet. Yeah. To my knowledge, it's tough to keep yeah. up, but I don't right. think so. Right. So there may be a few spots, but then he's got to be willing to, to investigate that offensive line and the receivers and the offensive coordinator. So, but, right. Uh, I mean, I guess I, I guess that a, a quarterback like Drew Brees, John, they believe that anywhere that they sign will be a contender. Absolutely. And AP, you know, if, 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 if he's lost a little zip on his passing, he makes up for it, in my mind, uh, with his leadership skills, period. So yes. it's a trade-off oh, yes. Yes. I would be willing to make if I think I'm close and all I need is a quarterback right. to get over the hump. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy I'd bring right. in and take my chances. Who wouldn't take their chances on right. Drew Brees? I certainly would. Right. Yeah, they probably would. I mean, even if it's for a year or two. Oh, totally. Totally. That's that's enough. Uh, case yeah. in point, Tom Brady. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, right. As we go yeah, to close he, yeah, here. And, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Hey, John. My, my, uh, my bad. Um, I was going to just say, let's say you don't have a quarterback specifically. That there's one that you you might be maybe try to groom. Maybe you draft him next year. Maybe he stays two years or something. And that rookie gets to be behind Drew Brees for one year before they take over two, three years from now. Well, exactly. And if the Steelers hadn't signed Mitch Trubisky um, I, I, and had, had drafted Kenny Pickett as the only one in the first round, only quarterback taken, then I said, Steelers, perfect. Um, but, you know, it's a situation along those lines. Um, so, yeah, we shall see AP and uh, – Hard to believe we're at our first break here. So what? And what'll be our only break? So uh, why don't we take our last break of the show? Still a lot more to get to on the other side.
us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. Let's Reinvent School with Ross Danis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public system and offer insight on what needs to be changed. Let's Reinvent School, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, tomorrow's Boston Celtics at Miami Heat, game one of the division uh, of the conference finals. Uh, And by the way, it's the third and final segment this week, uh, not the fourth segment. Uh, And A.P., I hope we just didn't waste the last 15 minutes of our life, which we'll never get back, because I just saw a thing move across the ESPN crawl on SportsCenter that Dennis Allen, coach of the Saints, who you just saw this very weekend, uh, said that he thinks Drew Brees' tweet was likely, quote, likely in jest, uh, which is sort of 
impossible to believe because of the pickleball thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, right. Yes. Yes, so, yeah. I mean, uh, when he put that in, it, it, to me, it, it, it kind of, he was poking fun, but I hope he contacted people because you get everybody st- stirred up. You sure did. I mean, uh, I think he, if it wasn't just, you know, it's it, again, I don't feel foolish that we just spent the previous sec- segment talking about it. No, no, I don't. ESPN no, I don't. just, um, uh, right, and I'm kidding. No way I would feel that way. But um, because ESPN just did a segment on it, just spent whatever, two, three minutes while we were talking. I had the sports center on in the background, and they were covering the story too. So, you know, we're not alone. It's got a lot of people's attention, and if it was likely in jest, uh, I would think if it was in jest, that Drew Brees would need to uh, clarify a little bit. Right, yeah. So, but hopefully that's that's an exclamation point, and uh, there'll be no further discussion by anybody else about Drew Brees coming back. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but AP, you know, uh, as always, we... Our sweet spot, we love to call it, cover our college football. That is also a year-round sport these days, uh, to say the least. And AP, as always, interesting news coming out on uh, out of college football as well. Yeah, John, with the changing landscape, and I mean complete overhaul, this transfer portal, Jordan Addison, the record-setting wide receiver, Bolitnikoff Award winner, from last season, 100 catches, 1,500-plus yards, uh, Kenny Pickett's favorite receiver. He is in the transfer portal and considering USC heavily, Texas, and even Alabama. And, John, we would never see this happen years, years ago because they didn't have that flexibility of, of playing immediately. But right now, John... It, it, it has strong remnants in professional football. One minute you're the MVP somewhere, the next minute your contract is up and you're getting more money from from another team. You're on the move. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, in professional sports, often it's, you know, quote, shooting your way out of town, i.e. see James Harden. Um, right. And, <laughs> yeah, to say the least, but yeah, AP, uh, you know, when the transfer portal combined with names, image, and likeness, both occurring at basically the same time, is uh, just an all-time game changer to say, you know, Jordan Addison is the latest example, but to say the face of college sports, uh, you know, in general, football and basketball specifically, is an understatement. You can't overstate uh, the dramatic change that has occurred with the two things, you know, unfolding at pretty much the same time. I know Transfer Portal's been around longer, but now it's really become a thing. And what better example than what you just said, AP? The Litnikoff winner looking to transfer. Of course, he's lost his quarterback. We had mentioned him earlier in the show. Kenny Pickett, first-round pick of the Steelers. Uh, and I can't help but wonder if that's part of it, AP, that he wants to play, play with a uh, you know, right. top-flight quarterback. I have no idea who Pitts has for this year. But. Right. John, if you, if you check the record, I believe this is correct. The irony is the USC quarterback is transferring to Pittsburgh, Keaton Slovis. Really? 
Wow. And that's the I second one that. from USC because they had Max Max Brown from years ago that was behind um, um, Sam, Sam Darnold. So that's the oh. second USC quarterback that comes to Pittsburgh. And, you know, Slovis is a good college quarterback. So, I mean, Very much so. he, he's he, looking at, yeah. He took JT um, Daniels' so, starting um, job. Am I correct about that? Say that again, John. He, Slovis took JT Daniels' starting job. Correct. That, yes. That's right. That's right. When JT got hurt the first game, then came back the next year, then JT transferred to Georgia. Now, of course, JT's at West Virginia. But uh, you have a situation where Old State U has been left in the dust once again. Correct. Yeah, you just said it perfectly right there in that one sentence, AP. You know, JT Daniels, you know, highly touted. He he was the man. When he went to USC, he gets hurt. Slovis bursts on the scene, like dramatically so. I remember the first game he took the field, uh, you yeah. know, and he was just instantly impressive and uh, – and then all you need to do is look at JT Daniels' journey. I mean, he was the backup on the national championship team. Uh, and now he, I, frankly, I didn't know. He's at West Virginia, and that's a team I used to cover. So uh, I, it's a team that I kind of should have known uh, that he had gone there because he's a big name. Say what you will. He's a big name because yes. he was, I believe, the number one quarterback coming out of high school. I could be wrong about that, but he, he was certainly one of the top ones. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. No question. It's, but uh, this Jordan yeah. Addison, I mean, you're looking yeah. at the three quarterbacks. It's it's Caleb Williams at USC. Then they have Texas has the transfer from Ohio State. And then, of course, at Alabama, it's Bryce Young, the Ivan Trophy winner. So I think they were, th- they were uh, throwing the ball together, I think, last week. But... But I, I suspect that USC will be the final destination. I don't know. I think USC or Texas, that's what I'm thinking. Right, right. Um, yeah, Texas is getting a lot of, uh, a lot of love. I, I see oh. where uh, Arch Manning, Cooper's son, uh, nephew of Eli and Peyton, and, of course, grandson of the original Archie, but the, the youngest is now called Arch, uh, and... He spoke, uh, I guess they had a springtime practice uh, down at Newman. I think it's Isidore Newman in New Orleans. You would know that for sure. Um, yes. And frankly, AP, not that I've, uh, not to go off on a different track, but I was interested to see that, you know, these high schools now, high schools are now holding uh, spring practices as along with, you know, press conferences when you have the number one recruit in the land. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) I just, you know, this is it. Um, And anyway, he's, Texas is one of his, uh, on the short list of Arch Manning, uh, considered the best quarterback in the country, hands down. And uh, so, yeah. um, So Texas, back to the original point, is, uh, seems to be, you know, a bit of a destination given uh, that they haven't had the greatest couple of years, but they have, what, second-year coach Steve Sarkeesian, right? Yes, Steve Sarkeesian. We shall so see. His playbook is uh, people, for instance, uh, Alabama had a couple of players, very talented, matter of fact, uh, 
Billingsley, the tight end out of Chicago, and Hall out of uh, Valrico, Florida. Wide receiver transfer there, and then they already have a freshman that's very good. Wide receiver had 12 touchdowns, and now you're looking at Jordan Addison. And, uh, so Texas, they're going to so – that quarterback, if he has any ability, he's got plenty of talented people on the perimeter and the tight end. Yes. And, and, he, no and he's got the it. running back, B. John Robinson. John. Sure. Right. Oh, no. No lack of talent. That's for sure. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the the high school recruiting, uh, you know, is going to be fascinating of, of Arch Manning. And I read an article about it the day it broke just last week, a few days back. And so I touched on all the other uh, blue chip high school quarterbacks. And there's a lot of them. So and all the big names, of course, are involved. Uh, but Arch Manning seems like he'll need to be the first domino to fall because everybody's after him and then nobody wants to commit to someone else. It appears until Arch Manning gives them a no, and then they can pursue the second, third, fourth, fifth best quarterbacks in the high school class. Yeah, this is becoming quite a saga. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a saga. Because, you know, when you've, you visited a school two and three times, and you're still waiting on a decision. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I I can't uh, project the reason why it's taking so long. I I have no idea. It could be a number of reasons. I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for the best NIL deal. Right. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. you got to consider it. I mean, they know the coaches. They're. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian's not going anywhere. He just just was hired. Uh, Lincoln Riley just hired at U.S. You know, uh, USC out of you know, you know that, that's that's yeah, that's, that's something different. But I mean, Arch Manning is looking at Texas, um, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Alabama. I think those are the three primary ones. Those are the I three guess. primary. You're you're exactly right. So yeah, so Alabama coach, he's not going anywhere. Georgia coach, not going anywhere. Steve Sarkeesian just hired. So. Yeah, we shall and, see. And I, I suspect if, Kay, if Caleb Williams wasn't out there, I bet he'd be looking at USC with Lincoln Riley. Right, right. Well, AP, uh, final word as we go uh, here in the last minute of the show. AP, it's he's doing it because he can. <laughs> you know, that's I'm right. Not saying that's that right. in a negative way. That's right. But when you're that's right, the far and away number one high school player, certainly quarterback. And your last name is Manning, football royalty. Uh, you can do it, and they have all the resources to get all the answers. But AP, great show. Uh, I want to thank you as always for calling in, and uh, appreciate your expertise. Glad we got to talk a little football. Oh yeah, John, loved it as always. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you again, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend and we'll talk sports again next week.